0: I feel horrible. That's a good way to start, I think. Uh, oh, just horrible. Really depressed and bloated because, well, the, let's start with the bloated. No, 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 no. I'm evading. Let's start with the depression. Uh, I feel depressed because I don't feel like I'm... Because I had a bad set last night. That's why. Uh, I didn't have any punchlines. And I knew going up on stage I didn't have any punchlines. But I thought, well, the premise is strong enough. I'll, I'll, I'll find it in the moment. I will, like the great magician, pull the punchline out of a hat. And I went up and there was no punchline to be pulled out of the hat. So now I'm depressed and I feel like a failure. And it's because I technically am one. Uh, and I I just don't have a lot of hope today. Not a lot of hope. Uh, it didn't help that I watched the movie Lady Bird last night which is a great movie, but it just made me feel really guilty about how I treat my parents. So that was a nice dose of added guilt to the mix. It was not the movie to watch. I need to be careful about this when I watch movies, when I'm already depressed. Uh, that's why I typically like to watch movies that say nothing, because it, uh, um, I, I, I don't, it doesn't throw me into deeper depression. That's why I love Highlander 2. I can Highlander 2 makes me feel on top of the world. It really does. Uh especially a world that's protected by a giant shield that doesn't need to be there. That can be destroyed by blowing out one tower. Uh well, because it was the, the tower shot up to all the satellites and the satellites generated the shield. Uh so if you blow up the tower, you blow up all the satellites. And then they didn't need the shield, they realized they didn't need the shield and all was well. And it sort of Red the entire first Highlander, which was odd, but still, I think it's one of the best films of of the twentieth century. I really do. Um, uh, it will disappear in the sands of time, and that's a sad thing. That's a sad thing. But I feel depressed, and I have to pull myself out of it. Uh, I I'd be nice if. I just want Steven Spielberg to come out of nowhere and go, you know what? You're in the movie. That's, I know that's not how the world works. He doesn't even know who I am. But he would be great if he was trolling through iTunes podcasts and he heard this guy, he heard this guy's podcast and he said, well, I know he's funny. He didn't actually say anything funny in the podcast, but I know he's funny. I know funny. And uh, then he casts me in... I guess the next Indiana Jones movie. I don't know what I would be in the Indiana Jones movie. I could scream and, and be afraid of things. That'd be, I could, that would be useful. I don't know if I'd make a good villain uh, because I, um, I don't like to travel. That's a problem for an Indiana Jones villain, I should think. Uh, no homebodies. Yeah, I'd, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be good. I gotta go to Guatemala? No, let him, ha- let him have the idol. Let him have it. Let him... You know, he's right. It does belong in a museum. We'll we'll just... Let's commit crimes locally. That would be my thought. Um, I, uh... What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I don't know why I'm asking you. You're not able to respond. You're a phone. Well, you know, at this rate, pretty soon, you will be able to respond. The Siri will say, Well, what you wanted to talk about, Joshua, was your crippling depression... And how you've learned that the only way to get out of the depression and to uh, find any kind of resonance on stage is to be emotionally vulnerable. That's what you are going to talk about, Josh. Emotional vulnerability. Thank you, Siri. I appreciate it. Emotional vulnerability. Um, I try to be... You know, that's the problem. I'm trying to be vulnerable on stage instead of just being vulnerable on stage. Uh, Vulnerable. I have to be vulnerable. I have to let people see my pain. I feel like they can see it one way or the other. I don't think I'm, uh, going up there and they're going, wow, check out that Adonis who is together. I think they can tell by, uh, my rumpled clothes, the belt that needs to be switched out, uh, the haircut that needs, the hair that needs to be cut. I think they can, I think the depression is clear from the visuals. Uh, I, uh, am also, you know, I think the other thing, I'm trying to figure out stand-up, and that's the problem. It's not something you can figure out. It's, it takes just trying and failing and trying and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing. And then you either die or, you know, get a writing job on a basic cable clip show. That's, that seems to be the, the route that I'm headed down. Uh, that's where we're at with that. And um, the other thing that bothered me about Lady Bird, it was just that it was a great film. That's what bothered me about it. And you could tell that it was very personal. from the The director was really pulling from the depths of her personal soul. And so then I started to think, well, if I write something that pulls from the depths of my personal soul, you know, it's been done. But where else am I going to pull things from? At this point, I could just do a remake of Highlander 2, and I'd be happy, but I don't think the studio would finance it. This is the end of the podcast. The end of the podcast. And the children sing and the children play. This is the end of the podcast.